0: Brody Kosticki is officially the REPCO Supercars Champion. The
1: Super cheap Auto TCR
0: Australia Crown in 2023 will go to Josh Bucket. She Van Disbergen to the inside and to the lead off turn two. He comes to the checkered flag. He's won the very first free race for the next
2: This is the Driver's Seat Summer Series. Thanks to Kubota.
0: And a very well welcome to you wherever you're listening around this big brown land. This is the Driver's Seat Summer Series. My name is Nims Azor, and we do it thanks to our mates at Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Now the Repco Supercars Championship might be in the rearview vision mirror, but... The first year of Gen 3 is in the history books. And we know that parody was a mega talking point of 2023, with the Camaro absolutely dominating the season until there was some aero changes for the Mustangs after the Bathurst 1000. So hopefully in 2024, we won't have the P word too much after Supercars does some wind tunnel testing on both the Chevrolet and Ford over summer. However, speaking of next year, let's get to some headlines that have been making news since the boys have been gone. Uh, Now, this came out earlier in the week. Jack Perkins announced on social media that he won't return for a fourth season as a co-driver with Erebus Motorsport in 2024. Uh, He raced with Will Brown for the last three enduro seasons with their best result coming at the Sandown 500 this year when they started on pole and came home fourth. The duo also finished eighth at the Bathurst 1000 in their last pairing together. This will be the only change at Erebus because on the other side of the garage, The Brodie Kostecki and David Russell partnership will continue. D-Russ was announced alongside our new series champion at the Adelaide 500 that he would continue co-driving. Jack Perkins, however, could be a candidate to resume his co-driving career at Blanchard Racing Team. He was present at an evaluation day in Winton last Tuesday. Now, BRT conducted this test day with both Aussie racing car drivers Josh Anderson and Reese Chapman jumping behind the wheel of the squad's Super 2 Mustang. uh, And Jack Perkins also cut some laps in their Gen 3 Mustang since both James Courtney and Aaron Love were unavailable for the session. Turning our attention back to Erebus, it does seem that the rumour mill, at least, says that Todd Hazelwood will be joining Erebus to team up with Jack Perkins, who is replacing Will Brown for season 2024. While we're talking silly season, some news came out about this bloke.
1: Matt Payne, the Kiwi, will win the last race of 2023. He wins the Velo Adelaide 500. As Shane Benkispergen says farewell, we say hello to Matt Payne. What a fantastic performance.
3: You could not ask for a better way to take out your first Repco Supercars Championship race victory. Domination is the only way to sum up that performance
0: news. It was an epic on the streets of Adelaide, and Matt Payne signed a contract extension with Penrite Racing just a week after he scored his first Supercars victory and also won the Adelaide 500. Now, he's inked a long-term partnership with the team. It doesn't specify how long that actually is, but... uh, Big times for Grove Racing because they welcome Bathurst winner Richie Stanaway next year. And the all-Kiwi lineup will turn their first laps together in pre-season testing in early Feb ahead of the season opener on the 23rd of February at Bathurst. Now, I had a chance to speak to Matty Payne before Bathurst this year, and I got his thoughts on Richie's return next year, as well as supercars returning to New Zealand at Topor after the closure of Pukekohe.
3: I'm not going to lie. I was a bit disappointed when Puggy Coe came off the calendar for this year. I was, even I went back last year to watch the racing just as a as a sort of team member, and the atmosphere was was unbelievable. Maybe maybe because it was the last one there, but um, you know the, the the Kiwis we're we're all so proud to, uh, and, and we're all such uh, liver fans for for supercars, you know, or just any racing. So um, they really get get behind the sport and I think supercars, you know, have realised that the crowds we get in New Zealand and, and the, the people that come to the racing are so passionate, it's important that we, you know, keep sort of responding to them and 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 we need a race over there so when uh when talpa got announced i was i was uh i was pretty happy so um i've driven around that track a couple of times it's it's pretty technical um the surface is um pretty degraded so it's going to be it's going to be a lot like sort of sydney um sydney a little bit even Sandown. it's sort of similar so um it's definitely going to be hard work it's it's a pretty tight track so um yeah there'll be just there'll be some good racing but um yeah, Rich, Richie for next year I think is going to be really good too. I've I've sort of been speaking to him a little bit over the last few weeks, but um, our careers were sort of in separate times. So he was he was karting before I started, and then he he left um, for Europe to uh, to race over there. So I didn't really talk to him at all. So he. Um, but he's a he's a really nice guy, and and he's gonna he's gonna come back next year, guns blazing. So um, he'll uh, he'll be working hard. So I think it's good to have someone pushing you hard, and it pushes the team hard, and results come. So. I'm Looking forward to it.
0: Well, Grove Racing certainly finished this year off strong. It'll be very interesting to see if um, both Richie and Maddie Payne can continue the momentum at Penrite Racing in 2024. We'll take a break and look back at some of the big moments of 2023 right here on the Driver's Seat Summer Series. We're
2: called for December. This is the Driver's Seat Summer Series. Thanks to Kubota.
0: It's great to have your company wherever you're listening to the Driver's Seat Summer Series. In 2023, Saw us farewell three time supercars champion Shane Van Gisbergen. He'll be headed to the United States next year. Detroit's hand at NASCAR, but it was back in July in his first ever start in the Cup Series that led to Shane making the move. Let's listen back at his extraordinary debut on the streets of Chicago. Now here he comes battle for the lead. Shane Van Gisbergen to the inside and to the lead on turn two with less than five to go. He has navigated the streets of Chicago to perfection, the final time, onto the front stretch, he comes to the checkered flag, He won the miracle. It was a hell of a performance from Shane Van Gisbergen, and it certainly got a lot of attention, not just on SVG, but on the drivers of supercars as well. And uh, Shane spoke to Matt White after the win, and here's what he had to say.
1: Wow, what a turnabout. Just run me through the last 24, 48 hours of your life.
0: Yeah, it hasn't
4: been that exciting, really, just been sitting on a plane. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's um, pretty cool to have the response from everyone. Like, I can't believe... How many people watch it and tune in, and how many people have reached out? Like it's, um, yeah, it's been very, very cool to see the response and the support from everyone. That's for sure.
1: A lot of people, Shane, will will say, "Hang on a second, how on earth do you do that one day, and then jump on a plane and jump into another car the next, and and get on with the supercars?" But you've been doing this for a while, mate. This is something that you've been doing for quite a few years, which is making sure that supercars hasn't just been the only thing in your racing life. How much do you reckon that helped? what happened over the last week and what happened in Chicago. The fact that you had some form on the board when it came to being able to travel and adapt to a new series.
4: Yeah, I don't know. Like I just, I drive and race because I love it, I guess. And in supercars, we don't race that much. We only race 12 times a year at the moment. So anything we can race, we all try and do. You see that now. Most of the top guys in supercars go and race other things, but, yeah, this opportunity come about, and I just um, I just did all I could to study and try to understand how the series works, how they all race, and what the car's like, and yeah, did a, did a lot of preparation work, and the team was really, really cool and awesome and helping me get set up and comfortable and sort of know what to expect, so yeah, I didn't just jump in and drive it, I guess mm. there was a lot of work from everyone to make us make us competitive.
1: You understand racing better than most people, I reckon. In the world of motorsport at the moment, you understand street circuits, obviously, and you're very good in the rain. But how different was the car itself?
4: Oh, it was a world away from anything we, we have here. It's usually sitting on the other side of the car and stuff. But, um, yeah, got got better and better with every lap.
1: You certainly did. I don't know if you've seen the little thing that NASCAR put together, and they put it out on social media—the view of you passing car after car after car, and your progression all the way up—and you were just picking them off, which is, you know, exactly what drivers want to do. They want to be able to make moves on other drivers, and you got to do that at the back end of that race. So, how enjoyable? Let, let's let's just take away the fact that you won the thing, and it was just an extraordinary performance. How enjoyable as a race car driver was the whole experience for you?
4: Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to see the video. I saw it live. It was pretty cool. But um, yeah, just the whole weekend was fun. Like, um, all, all how the, you know, everyone was adapting and learning on the fly. Like, they've never done a street race before. So, and, and even how the weekend flows to what we do, it's, it's so different. Like, no practice, only a few laps, then straight into qualifying. So, it was really quick fire and, you know, not much time to get comfortable, but the same, same for everyone. And that made it, um, that made it pretty exciting.
1: Can you put into words for my listeners, Shane, those that don't don't see NASCAR, don't understand NASCAR, don't know how big it is, just what kind of show it is?
4: Yeah, I don't know. You're probably better at it than me, but yeah, I guess it's like just like supercars, but the American version, I guess. But yeah, they run they run every week, and you know the racing just travels across the country. Like it's um, yeah, it's it's massive.
1: Yeah, it certainly is. Look, your performance was monumental. I was on air as it was coming, and I, and I had the, the NASCAR website up, and they had the rear, the view out the rear of your car um, as well. So it was extraordinary to see the way that you, that you did it. So it leads to all the questions that you're going to get. You've already got them, and you're going to keep getting them um, about your future in supercars and your possible future in NASCARs. So you've got a taste for it. Um, I saw somebody say that you went over there for a job interview. I don't know how, how close that is to the mark because you've got a deal there and you've been very successful here. So so how do you then process what the future holds for you? So how do you think if you went back into NASCAR, obviously street circuit, that's the first ever one that they've done and their left-right racing is, is, you know, something that you've got a handle on. How do you think if you did go back into NASCAR that you'd adapt to the ovals?
4: I honestly have no idea. <laughs> Another good question. Like... Um... <laughs> That's obviously something they do every week. Like, he wouldn't just jump in and win that. Like, mm. I, I, I honestly don't know. And how long it would take. Like, yeah, I've never driven driven uh, on one of their races, never been in one, so... Yeah, yeah, I don't know the answer. Well,
1: yeah, see what's happening? You, you've you've gone over a one and you've posed all these questions and nobody knows the answer <laughs> to them, which is a cool thing. Good on you, mate. Thanks for your time this morning. I know you're busy. I know you're going to be flat out. Enjoy the weekend. Congratulations again. It was monumental what you've achieved. You've got so many eyes back on supercars around the world as well. So let's hope that you can go out and enjoy the racing this weekend.
4: Yep, look forward to it. Thanks, mate.
0: Well, it might not have been a fairy tale for Shane Van Gisbergen. It is extraordinary what happened to his fellow New Zealander, Richie Stanaway, and we'll touch on that in just a moment right here on the Driver's Seat Summer Series. Thanks to Kubota, for over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia and New Zealand.
4: This
2: is the Driver's Seat Summer Series. Thanks to Kubota.
0: Nims is all with you here on the Driver's Seat Summer Series. We just heard from Shane Van Gisbergen after... His win in NASCAR, he and Richie Stanaway went on to win this year's Bathurst 1000. Richie Stanaway's story is remarkable. Cast aside from Tickford Racing and supercars in general, the sports, uh, his first go-around led him to retire from the sport. But um, he's back, back with a vengeance. A wildcard appearance with Erebus Motorsport and Greg Murphy last year led him to a co-drive with 888 Race Engineering this year with Shane Van Gisbergen and of course he's won the Bathurst 1000 and next year he's back full time on the supercars grid driving with Penrite Racing. It's a remarkable story and Richie caught up with Pat Welsh and Ian Healy after he won the Bathurst 1000.
5: Richie Stanaway, Bathurst champion, sounds good. Congratulations Richie, a fabulous effort.
2: Thank you, thanks for having me on the show.
5: Hey, it's a fairy tale, isn't it? I mean, we, we know the unbelievable talent that you possess, but it it all got a little bit much back in 2019, and you, you sort of walked away from the sport for a while.
2: Yeah, I sort of just, yeah, had a run with, um, you know, teams that, that weren't performing, and um, it had a huge effect on my confidence. Uh, so, yeah, I just felt like I needed to, to step away and, and stop, and, and I hadn't planned on, on racing ever again, to be honest, so... Yeah, to get the opportunity to do a, a one-off race last year, it's led to, you know, drive at, you know, currently the best team in pit lane. And then, um, yeah, driving at this team has just been a, a massive boost to my confidence because, yeah, it's just uh, showing me, um, you know, how, how it is operating in a team like this that's capable of, of delivering race wins. They've just celebrated their 20th um, anniversary of, of racing in supercars, and have won 10 Bathursts.
5: It's amazing. um,
2: (laughs) It's almost like uh, flipping a coin, coming here and and getting a
5: Bathurst.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's great, mate. Congratulations on everything and how you're feeling. But how does Monday, after a win like that, feel? A a long week, I'm imagining. Yeah, yeah, I made sure I had a fairly measured night last night, (laughs) just so uh, I could uh, make sure I I keep enjoying it today. So um, yeah, it hasn't quite sunk in yet. It's it's something I'll uh, I'll never forget for the for the rest of my life. It, yeah, yesterday yeah. felt like felt like the best day of my life to be honest. So um, yeah, I've I've dreamed of first of all just driving in this race, and then obviously second of all winning it. But yeah, at times it just felt impossible um, the sort of actually winning one. So no. yeah, to, to to finally have one after yeah I feel like I've either been driving in it and, and getting beaten or I've been watching it on TV my whole life. So it's um, unreal to, to get a win.
5: Hey, I, I heard you say in the interview yesterday, and I know this turned out to be the biggest winning margin in over two decades, but you said that the last 60 laps was the, the most nerve-wracking of your life watching that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was, I was definitely struggling in those last two hours. I just didn't really want to watch and didn't have a, didn't have a headset on for a lot of it. I just didn't want to hear what what was happening, but what kept me calm was knowing um, I got, in my opinion, the best co-driver in pit lane and and the best team in pit lane to to do the job, so that's what kept me calm, but it didn't make it any easier to uh, sit in the garage and and count down the laps, it Uh. just felt like it went on forever. Now, the car yesterday, um, I've, I've heard him sort of say it was heavy for a while, to, you know, getting ready for the end of the race, but then the brakes and the clutch were, were starting to play up a little bit and he had to look after those gears. Yeah, I think that's that's what made the end of the race quite nerve-wracking because, yeah, I mean, usually reliability uh, is not... Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite rare to, to have reliability issues in, in the recent past but yeah with a couple of the other team cars having issues and um yeah we were managing issues throughout the whole race and that's mm. what made the the ends yeah quite stressful
5: hey how much does this stoke the fires for next year now we know you're coming back as a full-time supercars driver you go with that with the penright team for next year you this must just get you completely pumped
2: yeah, it's an incredible lead-in for, for me for next year. Um, yeah, it was nice to uh, to race against a few of the, the primary drivers. Yesterday as well, we ended up on a slightly different strategy, so I got a chance to, to race against some of the, the guys we'll be racing against next year. Uh, usually as a co-driver, you sort of don't really plan or, or, or try to, to be close to those guys, but yeah, I mean, knowing that I've got to try and beat them all next year, it's sort of yeah, it was a good opportunity for me to uh, yeah compare myself to them and um, yeah, I, I I don't get to uh, to race for for the rest of the year, so uh, I really had to, to make the most of yesterday and and the laps that I got in the race. It's all just really good experience and um, yeah, I wish I was going to be at the next race, but I've got to got to watch the next two races uh, at home on the TV, so um, yeah, but looking forward to, to next year.
5: Hey, j- just quickly and you know, I know, as you said, everything in moderation last night, and you've got a, you're on the media merry-go-round this morning, but w- what's your feeling about SVG? Will, will we see Shane back on the mountain? We know he's not far away from starting his NASCAR journeys, but I guess he'd love to get back for this race if he could fit it into his schedule.
2: Yeah, he definitely hasn't ruled it out, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to following how he how he goes next year in the US. I I'll, like I'll to get used to uh, watching racing on Monday morning.
5: <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, mate, you, I mean, he's a bit of a an Iron Man and doesn't show too much emotion. He he was pretty happy. He was pumped that he, that you support him so well. The team went so great. Um, did he have any sort of uh, outrageous emotions for him? Yeah, yeah, he he, uh, he looked pretty happy yesterday. I think, yeah, we were both pretty stoked. So, um, yeah, yeah, as as you say, yeah, it's cool to see him, uh, yeah, really uh, enjoying the victory. You know, he put in an incredible performance. So, uh, yeah, it's great to see
5: Hey, look, we really appreciate you giving us your time. As I said, you're on the media merry-go-round this morning. You're talking to everyone, but uh, congratulations. It's it's a real fairy-tale story for you, and you, you're you back full-time, supercars racing next year. You can't wait.
2: Yep, thank you. Thanks for having me
5: on. It's a Driver's Seat Summer Series. We'll talk about TCR in
0: just a moment because there's some big news happening in the category next year. We're
4: called for the summer.
2: This is the Driver's Seat Summer Series. Thanks to Kubota.
0: It is the Driver's Seat Summer Series. Nims is all with you covering some of the stories that have been happening during the off-season, not just in supercars land, but also in ARG land because the Speed Series have got some news happening in the off-season. Channel 7 has signed on as a new two-year deal broadcast partner of the shannon's speed series now each round of the 2024 and 2025 seasons we broadcast on their streaming platform seven plus while selected rounds will also be broadcast on free-to-air tv on seven mate that includes next year's season opener at sandown it's an expanded 10 round calendar in store for 2024 featuring categories like the super cheap auto tcr series the gt world challenge australia The National Trans Am Series, the GT4, and Porsche Sprint Challenge will also be on the roster. Now, Channel 7 is, they're making quite a roster of motorsport here because the Speed Series joins supercars, the Bathurst 12-hour, and the National Drag Racing Championship, as well as the Australian Rally Championship and the Motorsport Australia Off-Road Championship as categories that are broadcast by 7. And the first Speed Series event of the New Deal will be screened on 7.0. That's the Sandown season opener on February 9th till 11th. Now that we've got free coverage, we've all got to do our bit and watch it. Most TVs have got seven plus, so unless you don't have the internet, and if you don't have the internet, I don't know how you're commenting on all these posts to say, oh, it needs to be free, free free-to-air broadcast. That's how we're going to watch it. So unless you don't have the internet, there's no excuse to not tune in to the Speed Series in 2024 and 2025. While we're talking speed series, let's talk about 2023 because Josh Bucken, you want to talk about the little battler story. Our great mate Josh Bucken from HMO Customer Racing took the crown TCR series champion in 2023. The first driver that doesn't have supercars starts under his name to take the crown. It's a driver's seat summer series for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. We'll put it all to bed next and we'll check out the final power rankings for 2023.
4: We're cool for the summer.
2: This is the Driver's Seat Summer Series. Thanks to Kubota.
0: This is all with you on the Driver's Seat Summer Series. As always, we wouldn't be able to do the Driver's Seats for the past 7 years if it wasn't for the support of our mates at Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. And make sure you download the Driver's Seat app for your smartphone. You can get it on the App Store and Google Play. Full show podcast, interviews, news, and much, much more. It's a must for all motorsport fans. Throughout the year, we do this. The Driver's Seat Power Rankings. So what it is, it's our M and Brownlow medal equivalent. Matt and Steve, after each round, will hand out a 3-2-1 vote. And the best driver is given three points, the second best two points, and the third best one point. And over the past, I think, four years we've been doing it, it's always been won by Kiwi. Shane Van Gisbergen took out the last two. Before that, we had Scotty McLaughlin doing that. Basically, it mirrors the championship, and it's a good barometer to see where you are throughout the season. So here's the final standings at the end of the 2023 Supercars season. Sitting on top of the tree at P1 is Brody Kostecki with 22 votes. Clear winner over P2. Will Brown, his teammate, on 18 votes. In P3, rounding out the podium, it's an all Kiwi outfit. On 14 votes, we've got Shane Van Gisbergen and Matthew Payne. Then on 13 votes, it's David Reynolds. Now, it's pretty interesting to see... Who made double figures in votes? Because that's it. After that, on nine votes in P5, you've got Jack LeBrock and Anton De Pasquale. On eight and a quarter votes, it's Cameron Waters. On seven and a quarter votes, it's Thomas Randall. On five votes, it's Brock Feeney and Craig Lowndes. Four votes, Andre Heimgardner and Bryce Forward. Two votes go to Chaz Mostert, Will Davison, and Mark Winterbottom. One and a quarter vote goes to James Courtney. One vote, James Golding, Tim Slade, and Cameron Hill. And on a quarter vote, it is Declan Fraser. If you're wondering where all those quarter votes came from, after Darwin, because Tickford Racing had such a horrible, horrible round, Stevie J gave one vote to the Tickford Racing team as a collective. But uh, that wraps up this edition of the Driver's Seat Summer Series. We do it for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia and New Zealand. Remember, you can get in touch with us around the clock at Driver's Seat Show is where to find us on Instagram, X, and on a Facebook. So get in touch with us 24-7. And I'll catch you next week for another edition of the Driver's Seat Summer Series.